Yeah. How are you, man? Really great. Um, really great, man. Um, Sick. We're both based in Toronto, so uh, nice. Uh, I guess we can both say that outside of other cities, I guess we're doing okay compared to other places. Uh, it's not yeah, too bad. I, I, I agree. I think it's getting a little bit, it's starting to get back to what it was in April, I guess. The yeah, cases are starting enough. to go up, but hopefully that doesn't explode like it did. I think we're better prepared now right so yeah for sure but um on that note too like how's i guess like how your family and things with the whole quarantine for all these months how's it been for you for me personally it's been okay like the first couple months was like super rough um but you know i just didn't i wasn't used to staying at home i was just like i'm used to being on the road and traveling and playing shows and all that stuff um so it was a little it was hard to adjust if I'm being honest, it's hard to adjust to like staying at home. And I felt like useless almost. I was like, what, like, I'm not, I'm not contributing to society in any way possible. Yeah. Um, so that kind of sucked, but you know, we're human. We learn how to adjust and, and, uh, you know, pivot in certain circumstances. So that's what I did. I just created a home studio and then have been writing and, and recording and just been, uh, diving in ever since I guess mid April now. So good that's good uh, but yeah for me i think it's been like i'm kind of like a homebody but then i think at, yeah. a, certain, at a certain point i kind of realized i've watched way too many movies and shows and right. this, is, this, <laughs> this, is, this is going on for a lot yeah. longer than i thought i know right you're like you start you try on netflix in the morning next thing you know it's 6 p.m you're like what the fuck yeah <laughs> where, where <laughs> the time go yeah yeah exactly but um oh, to introduce myself uh my name is Jabril osmond uh i started this platform called Studio One because uh, as a Toronto journalist, and I've written for the 405 and Clash and all these other things. But nice. in terms of like, Toronto and Canadian media, I always felt like I wanted to build a platform that I thought like Canada needed or, or I felt like I really wanted to see. So I built Studio mm-hmm. One way back in November. Nice. Uh, I interview international artists, uh, artists across Canada, and especially local artists in Toronto to really highlight you know, artists in the city. Awesome. So, um, thank you so much for being on Studio One. Uh, of course, man. Of course. Um, before we begin, can you just uh, briefly introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. This is Studio One, and I am Tyler Shaw. Cool. Amazing, man. Um, so, I know with like quarantine and everything, something that I've seen across a lot of artists that I've interviewed and just like online is this idea where people feel kind of more connected because of what's going on and feeling like to use their platform in a positive way. I know for you, you've worked with, you know, We Charity and Bell Initiative and really a proponent of mental health and how important that is. Um, can you talk to me about those things and especially with uh, Artist Canon, you know, bringing that up and lean on me and how important it is and all those things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, you mentioned mental health and especially now more than ever, especially going into quarantine um, back in March when the city and the world just completely shut down. I think that's when people either realized they had some mental health uh, issues or they were able to um, fix fix themselves and, and be with themselves. Um, so being involved with uh, charities and organizations that uh, focus in and zero on, on mental health specifically is super important to me. You know, I have family members who have uh, went through mental health problems and still go through mental health issues um and i'm i'm also a victim like i i have been in dark places i still 
try to figure out certain things and uh mental health is complicated you think about the brain and how complicated it is right it's super complicated yeah so trying to navigate and trying to just inspire through uh my music i guess is is uh my take on giving back to to the community and to the world i guess um because music heals it really does uh for me at least and um yeah, I think it's always going to be something that I want to help, uh, I guess, fix or promote and uh, inspire to, to be okay with mental health and be okay on trying to fix mental health. Yeah. And um, on the artist, Ken, uh, I had an opportunity a few months back to interview this artist, Bad Child, uh, who, was, nice. who was a part of the artist, Ken. Uh, talk to me about from your perspective, because I know you and you created, I think, with Phoebe Dobson, you know, tell yep. me about, you know, Bill Withers and Lean On Me and how it really kind of shows, I, I watched an interview previously, how it kind of shows the Canadian way of us coming together and things like that. Yeah. So from your perspective, you know, talk about it. I think it's amazing to see and for everyone to you. come together. Yeah, man, it was, it was a long, long as three weeks. Uh, <laughs> we, I was talking to my manager about the idea and, you know, we, it was like a short phone call. Hey, this could work. Let's reach out to people. So, um, you know, a couple of days of phone calls, emails and direct messages. Um, my first phone call was to Fifi Dobson and she brought in some fantastic people. The producer, John Levine, um, guitar player, Dan Cantor, um, Google them. They're, they're amazing and so well, uh, credited. Um, but yeah, I was so happily surprised to see egos just kind of disappear. Um, because if you look at the track listing on the artists who are on the song, you have Justin Bieber, Sarah McLaughlin, Avril Lavigne, Michael Bublé. Like the list is, I think there's like 23 different artists. Um, and everyone just came together as for, to one, for one purpose. Let's help Canadians. Let's help the world get through this with music. And with 100% of the proceeds going to the Canadian Red Cross, um, I think I think we did a fantastic job, and uh, I'm so thankful for everyone who, who gave their time to, to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's amazing. Um, um, just seeing how people, artists, you know, just making amazing use of the time that we have and coming yeah. together. But um, yeah. Talk to me about um, you in particular. I know you grew up, you know, in BC. Um, mm -hmm. What I find really interesting is that you know you playing soccer, and and that was kind of like a avenue for you. And yeah. from the outside looking in, it looks as though you know you do the much music contest, and you immediately kind of thrust yourself into that. Did it seem so snap of the finger quick in terms of this? I'm a musician. This is my career for you. Or how did that avenue? peer into it because it does look like it kind of like a thrusting of sorts yeah i think looking back now it was i guess it, it does feel like a, a snap of the finger type thing like you're saying like um because at the time i was at university on a soccer scholarship um and i was that was like my my focus was like oh i want to be a pro soccer player yeah. like i'm i'm gonna make it like full manifestation of that um but at the, at the same time, I was playing music, like for, at the bars, at, at the university, around the town, and just just singing my heart out because I love to do it. Um, so, so when this opportunity uh, with Sony came up, I, I always trust my intuition. I always go with my first gut instinct. My gut instinct was to go and do the music, 
And I'm so happy I did because I, I don't, if I go back now, I would make the same decision because I freaking love my career. I love making music. Um, I still play soccer on the side though. Um, but this is like, this is where it's at for me. Um, but I guess to answer your question, it it did feel like a complete 180 because I was saying like my focus was fully soccer. And then I was like, Oh, okay, here we go over here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing too, because recently, you know, you're celebrating you know, the five-year anniversary of your album yesterday. And um, for you, Crazy. have you? I know, like for artists, I always ask this question in terms of, do you when you release a record or you have shows coming up, do you tend to focus so sorely on the future, or do you allow yourself to kind of look at the, all the things you've accomplished? You know, with yesterday, um, have you mm-hmm. allowed yourself to kind of celebrate? It's anniversary, or are you? Because I know you're uh, gearing up for album number three, but have you yeah. have you allowed yourself to kind of stop and you know? Be like, it's it's difficult to like push pause because you're you're always you're setting goals, and then when you meet those goals, you're like, okay, what's the next bar? What's the next goal? Um, that being said, like I do tr- really try to mentally just be like, okay, I've accomplished some pretty crazy stuff. Um, and I'm so thankful for, for everyone who's supported it. And obviously the fans first and foremost, I wouldn't be there, be here without them. Yeah. Um, but on the fifth, fifth year anniversary of yesterday, I don't, <laughs> I don't even think I was like, I posted about, it, I was like, that's awesome. And then I was down here making music for the next project or the next show or whatever the case may be. Um, when I'm playing live musical, that's a totally different, totally different scenario. Like. If I'm on stage at the time performing, I'm so present to the songs that I'm playing, to the people in the crowd, um, and everything that's going on in that in that area. Um, but yeah, I think I think people like artists or just people in general should really slow down and be, you know, reflect on what they have in their lives because uh, it's really important to be thankful, right? So yeah, and because um, yeah, I think as fans of music, you know, most of the time it's usually like us as fans of music where we kind of yeah. tell an artist, you know, this day is special for us, you know, this is yeah. the day where, you know, and I always, always wonder as a, like, if you're, as an artist, you know, do you, are those days marked on your calendar? But sometimes, you know, I'll talk to an artist and they'll be like, I always push forward. I don't let yeah. myself, but um, on that note too, with album number two and, you know, intuition and things like that. I know a large part of the record was you kind of going to your roots and your background and how important yep. culture is for you. Um, when in the process of that album did that become you know, a focal point? Um, and you kind of yeah. looking looking inwards and saying, you know, I want to look into myself, you know. Absolutely. So just a quick backstory, I guess. My, my father's from Hong Kong um, and my parents got divorced when I was pretty young. So that influence of the Chinese culture wasn't really present when I was growing up. Um, I still had a relationship with my father. It just wasn't like I wasn't learning the language. I wasn't, you know, learning about that side of my family. And I guess this is about five years ago now. So right around when yesterday came out, I actually took a trip to Hong Kong um, with my father. And that was such a turning point for me in my artistry and and myself as a person because i really saw this side of me this family side of me that i had no clue about it was like this identity crisis type thing i was like oh my god 
you know, this is where my dad went to school. This is, you know, my grandparents are still here alive. I've met my uncle that I've never met before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and just spending a lot of time there really opened my eyes to be like, oh, this is the part of me that was missing all along. So that really was the catalyst to creating intuition and using, um, using like my Chinese name and using a lot of the Chinese inspired art and colors and all that. I think that was definitely, um, that was what did it. And when you, you know, you release that record and I know, you know, you're, you're the, the cover of the album, you know, and the clothes that you're wearing, how special was that, you know, for your family or for, you know, people in, in your background to see that, you know, and how special that was. Cause I know for a lot of the interviews that you did, you know, you kept, you pushed that, how important that is for you as an artist. Mm -hmm. how, so how special, you know, was that? It's extremely special, you know, is it, it too, cause uh, growing up, you know, I, like I said, it, my Chinese heritage wasn't present. Um, so the fact that I can be like proud of it too, because I remember being embarrassed as a child being like, oh, you're half Chinese. It's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. For some, whatever reason, there's some kind of stigma about that when, when I was younger. Um, but now it's just like, I'm proud of my heritage. My family's proud of it, obviously. Um, and they're, they're really proud of what I'm doing for our culture um, moving forward. So, yeah, I think, as you know fans of musicians i think the more honest the artist is you know the more we connect with them so i think it's amazing mm -hmm. that you know you felt like sharing this part of you and of course you know your fans have been incredibly receptive to it because i think that's really how it kind of works you know the more mm -hmm. vulnerable an artist is the more that we connect with that artist because we feel like absolutely feel like a kinship yeah. towards it so for you yeah. i know a large part of a career is performing um how do you think you've grown as an artist um performing on stage um and what are some kind of highlights where you kind of felt like this is really happening maybe it's you know fans singing your songs back to you or yeah things like that talk about that um i definitely have grown uh, performance wise like i remember my first well let's get take it back to even like performing at coffee houses you know for uh, before i was doing this professionally um so going to that to um you know my own sold out show just past fall uh, 2019 yeah there's such a growth there and i'm still growing i'm not saying i'm at my peak performance like i still have tons to learn uh in terms of performing um but from where i started compared to where i am now there's there's absolutely a growth and a confidence that has come uh with that growth um in terms of a moment that where i was like a holy shit moment, I'll call it. Yeah. Um, I did a show in, in Calgary um, this past winter. And I did like an hour set and I killed it. I, I had such a good time. The crowd was amazing. And I came off after my last song and they were just like so loud. I can't, I don't think I've ever seen it. I heard a show that loud before for me. They were yeah. screaming for me to come back on as an encore. I was just like borderline tears, like, holy shit, like this is this is the real deal and, and this is like I'm I'm connecting. I'm connecting with people and people are relating to the music and they want to hear more. So that was extremely, extremely special. Yeah. And on the note of, you know, connecting with your songs, one of your really big songs that you came with with you, you know, and mm -hmm. um, I know a record like that, you know how it is really personal for you too and getting married and things like that. 
Um, yeah. When it was released, um, did you, like, I guess anticipate, you know, the reception to that record? Because I feel like, I know you can get, like, the accolades and the, the records and the plaques and all that stuff, but for you personally, mm-hmm. did you know when you were writing it that it kind of felt special? Or as an artist, do you kind of not get that inclination and you're just making the music and how does it work? Yeah. You know, like every every song I choose to put on my album is is special to me in a different way yeah. or or similar way depending on the song. Um, when I created that song, I was just writing an honest uh, an honest love song. Let's call it right. Yeah. So I think I guess there's no secret to to songwriting. But if I had to say if if there was, that would be my secret. It's just like I'm just writing what I feel and writing what feels good and writing what from my experiences and writing honestly. Um, that being said, like, I had no idea it was going to be <laughs> the number one most played song on Canadian radio in 2019. Like, yeah. not not even an ounce of me was like, yeah, it's going to do that. I loved the song. And I think that's where it was like, I don't think past that. I'm like, this song I love tremendously. So chances are, if I love it, my team loves it, my wife loves it. Yeah. then something about the song is special and therefore people will love it. So that's kind of like, that's kind of what I go with when I have a, a song that I'm in love with. I'll be like, Hey, I'll obviously show my team, show my wife. And if the consensus is like, hell yeah, then, then I'm confident with it. Yeah. And for you, you know, writing songs as an artist, how important for you is, you know, the craft of songwriting, you know, how, how much, you know, time and effort you put into making a song and then feeling like, okay, I actually feel like this is kind of done. You know, how, mm-hmm. how's your process with that? It's, uh, it varies, honestly, from day to day. Um, like, I, I songwrite almost every day and it's, sometimes it could be for an hour uh, and I'll finish a song or an hour and I'll start just like a chorus or something small or I'll do a full eight to ten hour day where I'm writing a song all day and producing it and finishing it. Uh, but the cool thing about songwriting is that songs don't expire. So if I write down a melody or whatever, like a like a full song, and I go back to it, I'm like, oh, I don't like that lyric. I can change it. Or I don't like that melody. I can change it. Chords. I can change that too. So that's the beauty of songwriting. Like you, you want to get everything out of your brain and onto paper, let's say. Yeah. Um, and then you can go back and change it if you're if you're unhappy with it. So that's kind of my process is like get everything down. Voice notes are maxed out, like, you know, bedtime, 2 a.m., whatever it may be. Um, yeah. Now with um, album number three on the horizon, I know mm-hmm. you released a record called Remember. Um, where is the process of that? Um, going on to album number three, you know, what have you learned, I guess, from releasing album one and two and growing as an artist and, you know, performing? How are you, I guess, I wouldn't say like tackling it, but how are you, how's album three for you? You know, where are you musically in your life? I think it's, it's only getting better. Um, you know, I, I am constantly learning, like I said before, um, whether that's songwriting and, and producing or, or whatever the case may be in the music performing. I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly growing and I want to be doing that because you, that's only, that's the only way you're going to get better. If you think you know it all, then uh, you don't <laughs> basically, yeah. there's no possible way. So 
as long as you, as long as my mind is open and, and able to receive information, then I think it's only going to get better. Now the third album, um, is again, it's just, it's, it's honest. It's just honest music that, that I, I'm writing from the heart and writing from the soul, um, with other writers as well. Um, very UK inspired, uh, sonics and writing styles. And uh, remembers just the just the start of it all. Um, this is remembers a transition song into the next project. So lots to come, lots of emotional ballads, of course. Uh, I think that's that's what I'm best at. But um, a lot of fun songs too. So I'm I'm extremely excited for it. I think it's definitely a uh, a step up from from where intuition was left off with. So I'm excited. Amazing. Um, usually when I get near the end of interviews. I would ask an artist, you know, what's the rest of the year looking like for you? You know, will you have a show, will you have shows or yeah. things like that? But with you know, COVID-19, I've actually like, <laughs> changed that question. So yeah. for you in particular, um, what's something that um, has helped in your own life that you've learned through this musical journey? You know, whether it's um, having more of the appreciation for the background of your culture and really putting that on the mm-hmm. forefront or, you know, mental health and being a beacon of hope to other people and spreading that message of how important that is. So for you on this musical journey, what's something that has really made you, I guess, a better person, you know, throughout this whole journey? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a combination of things. Like you're saying, understanding myself, like you're saying the, the identity uh, and the background of the culture, um, you know, mental health, spending time for yourself is super important. Um, it's it literally, I think it comes down to just a balance and knowing how to balance, you know, music, uh, love life, um, your own mental health, your family, your friends, uh, your hobbies. It's just, uh, it's on a plate and you just need to kind of learn how to balance all that stuff. Right. Um, so that's kind of been the biggest learning curve for me is just learning how to prioritize, uh, the important things and, and kind of go with that, I guess. Yeah. And um, two things that I wanted to say uh, in the beginning yeah. of the interview, but I wanted to, I just thought it would be better to keep it at the end. Um, sure. I actually had a chance to interview you um, on the, on the, was a much music awards in uh, okay. 2018 on the red carpet. But uh, you know, when people walk by, I kind of miss the chance of things like that. So it's amazing. Like for me, I was, for like a full circle moment to really uh, nice. connect with you. Yeah. We're doing it now. This is awesome. Yeah. Cause I've always been a fan of the music. So I appreciate um, that. Thank really you. Great that we've had this uh, full circle moment. Um, totally. Also got a ch- chance to check you out for the jingle ball a few years back too. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun show. Yeah, it was really great. Um, but yeah, on a final note, um, what's something that you've done, you know, in this quarantine um, that you're actually going to take with you after, you know, when hopefully the world spins its web again? You know, what's something you've learned about yourself? You know, maybe you've gotten better um, at piano or things like that. You know, what's something that... Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing I've learned about myself is just, like, I've been practicing patience quite a bit and... Um, I guess breathing, which is sounds silly to say, but it's, it's kind of true. Like just taking deep breaths when you need it kind of thing. 
Um, other than that, I've been trying to learn Mandarin. <laughs> so yeah. uh, that's kind of, those are, the, those are the main things that I'll be taking with me from this whole quarantine experience. That's great, man. Um, again, thank you so much for you know being on the platform. Um, of course, the new single is really great, and um, thank you. When the world you know spins on its axis again, I can't wait to you know, catch you live. You know, and see yes. the album number three live. Sounds good, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Great. Have a great rest of your day, man. You too. Take Bye. care. Studio One.